on Thursday and there was a lady that this was the same lady that I got some new G4s from a couple weeks ago. She had some more stuff. And one of the things that she had was she had a G1 princess pony. So I snatched that up like right away. <laughs> that that one that one just went mine. Yep, I went oh a G one, and my boyfriend and my friend that came with me were like, "What?" I was like, "Pony." <laughs> you, you know, okay, okay, pony boyfriend. You hears the words G one, and he goes, "What?" No, because he didn't see it right away. But the friend okay, that but was... he heard the word G1. He should have known better. He, he knew. He was just like, he didn't see it right away. He went, what? And I went, this, and picked it up. And he goes, oh, yeah, that is a G1. And the friend that came with us went, what? Uh, I just said, it's a pony. Trust me, it's good. <laughs> Oh, okay. In in that case, okay, the pony boyfriend does not get chewed out. Oh, he knows. It's fine. He's before I do sometimes. (laughs) That sounds like my mother at one point. Yeah. So I got that for a dollar along with um, another new (laughs) piece for. Wait, wait, wait. Which, Which princess, first of all, um, I believe it's Christina. Hold yeah, on, wait a minute. She's the pink one with, um, like a, her metal symbol almost looks like a butterfly. 
Oh, I might have to get the book. Okay, hold on. But then I also did manage to get one of the brand new Rainbow Dashes and two G3s. You mean Princess Primrose? Oh, Primrose. That's the one. The pink one with blue hair and pink tinsel. For a dollar? Huh? Yeah, for a dollar. For a dollar. Because I picked up her and the two G3s and the the one G4 that was on the table and asked the lady how much, and she said, four dollars. So I said, done. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, okay, then I won't gonna... stop for a minute. All over there? Sorry, there, my mom stopped for a minute. <laughs> so, reach out because I got more. Uh, my roommates were out today. And we also went out today. I went out. We went out Pokemon hunting and to go get the um, the oil changed on the car. And my roommate messages me. One of my roommates messaged me. We went out to a local, uh, or they went out to like a a local consignment store. And I get a message. Hey, I found a bag of ponies. I said, Oh, okay, cool. And I'll give them to you when you get home. So she hands me a. They were all G4s, so she and me, they, they found a talking princess, Caden, and then uh, there was also a big bag of G4s. I got a styling size Fluttershy, a styling strands Fluttershy, um, another princess, Caden, Spike, Apple Bloom, AJ, a pair of Twilight, all the CMC, two Rainbow Dashes, two Pinkie Pies, and one little blind bag figure. It's the Doctor Who Rainbow Power blind bag figure. Ooh. And then I had to go to Rite Aid to get hair scrunchies because all of my hair scrunchies have disappeared. I don't know where they've gone. Okay, that is weird. Yeah, yeah, apparently. They they ran away with all my, you know, socks that disappear. Excuse me. So I went to go get a pack of hair scrunchies thingies, as we call them in, in my house. And <laughs> I, I was like, well, I'm in right age. Let me just look at the toy aisle real quick to see if there's anything interesting. And I wasn't intending on buying anything, but they had a pearly AJ. I was like, it's Applejack. It's pearly. And then this little voice in my head going, you don't need that. And I, but there was another voice that said, but it's a pony, and it's Applejack, and it's Pearly. And I didn't know they have had Pearly Applejack. So I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
God. So, yeah, yeah I have that. one new pony. <laughs> well, I don't have any ponies this week, but I do have, um, I guess, four boxes to open. Oh, my. One is a mystery package, and I'm afraid to open it. Oh, do you, do you not even know who sent it, or? Exactly. Huh. That's a little disconcerting. Because I told three people that I'm going through a Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren cleanse, so I have not watched The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Nor the Last Jedi, nor any of the the um, music videos that people make. Oh, that reminds me. I need to send you a link to something. And I haven't done it for a week and four days. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Three people about this. You. So I know the package is not from you. No, I haven't sent you anything. And two other people. And the package, when it came on Saturday, was busted open slightly. That's not good. Like someone had a temper tantrum in in the box. Ooh, okay. So I'm slightly afraid of the box. Oh, no. But it's been drawing me to it ever since I got it. Uh Uh-huh. I guess I should just bite the bullet and open it. I I mean, I, I guess you have to. Okay, I'll go get the box. I'm really afraid. You're fine. I mean, it seriously looks like a Kylo Ren, te- Kylo Ren temper tantrum went on 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 the side of the box. I mean, maybe it, whatever's in the box just really wanted out. Okay, here we go. to get out. I want to get out of this box, too. Oh, okay. It's BB-8. It's what? It's BB-8. Oh, okay. It's a Funko Pop BB-8. It's from 
the summer collection exclusive. Oh, evidently it's, it's a bobblehead, and it's doing the part in uh, the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Remember when he 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 pulled out his welding tool? He gave Finn a thumbs up. Uh huh. You know when he got you know BBA to say where they were going. Oh yeah. It has that. Oh, that's cute. Oh, it's so cute. Let's see, is there a note in here? No, I'm afraid there's no notes. Because the same two people know that I like BB-8, too. Mm-hmm. Now I'm afraid. Well, I didn't send you anything, so it might be the other people. It probably is. Talk. And the only note that's in here is from the seller. Okay, simply because I need to see if this thing actually does do have a bobblehead on it. I have to open it. I know there are probably people right now out there screaming. It, it's a Funko Pop. Seeing that there's a collector's market for it, but it's not like it's a Funko Pop that's been in its box for 20 years. <laughs> Trust me, your thoughts are not going to be worth nearly as much as you'd like them to be for quite some time. And I just want to see if BB-8's head does is a bobblehead. I'll return him to his box. That'd actually be kind of cool if it was. I bet he'd be a really cute little bobblehead. <laughs> what? Well, they're about to stand. I was afraid of you. I was like seriously afraid one of my friends was going to take and like ruin my record because my plans are 
I am not going to see anything Kylo Ren related until this weekend. Oh, okay. But BB-8, BB-8, fine. And he's back to his packaging, all safe and sound, all snug and snug and ugly. There you go. And then this one is from, it does say it is from the film The Force Awakens. I mean, it makes sense since he is doing that gesture. Mm-hmm. He did do that gesture in the, in the in the Force Awakens, which I thought was cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I talked about that little scene with a friend of mine. I was like, I thought it was cute when he was giving Finn the thumbs up, and she said, "Oh, I thought that because I didn't know that that what that was supposed to be. I thought he was like threatening to burn Finn." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> no, he was mimicking him." <laughs> Give him a thumbs up. And evidently, whoever bought this, bought this with a, with a plastic, I guess, I guess they make these plastic boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're display boxes. Yeah, I guess they, they, they bought this with a display box. Oh, nice. So BB-8 is safe from the First Order, I hope. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll probably get an email in the morning. Just wait. Yeah. <laughs> because I know whenever... One of these two gets me something. They always listen to the next show. Uh huh. When, when when they know that the item's been delivered, they listen in. Oh, okay. And then if there's something else coming the next day, I get an email saying, "Just wait." Oh. So you get a warning about there being more, then, huh? <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to wait till next week to see what else could possibly be in store for me. But I did buy myself some things from Amazon, and it was basically because I was kind of like sitting there thinking I really haven't seen. I was actually sitting and watching El Rey Network. Mm-hmm. And they were showing um, the subspecies series. Mm-hmm. And they are putting on their network premiere, and it's like, dude, these movies came out, like, in the 90s. <laughs> right. Uh, I think they made their network premiere, like, 20-some-odd years ago. 
So then I'm sitting there, I'm watching them, and I'm starting to think about Phantom of the Opera. Uh-huh. Because there's Andrew Lloyd Webber's version of Phantom of the Opera, and then there is the two versions of Phantom of the Opera that are based on the book. Uh-huh. That came out in late 80s, early 90s, because Fiamma the Opera had become public domain at that point. Right. So there were two movies that were made that were very close to the novel, to the, to the novel. Uh-huh. And it actually had two of my, two of my, two of my favorite actors in them. Uh-huh. And the most creepiest actors in them. Yeah, I think I know which version you're talking about. The first one is Robert Engel's uh-huh. version, where he was transitioning from doing Freddy Krueger into doing more mainstream movies. Right. That was his, that was kind of him transitioning because he still got to play the scarred creature. Uh huh. But he wasn't running around killing teenagers. Yeah. Wait a minute. No, he was just running around killing grown adults. How was that a transition movie? Well, you know, I I don't I it, he's I I don't know I don't know it, it's transition somehow. I don't know either. It's like they're basically doing the same thing. You know, wearing a mask. Yeah. So, and then I got the um, the one that's a little a little bit more obscure. Not a lot of people have either heard of it or have even seen it. But the Julian Sands version is the Phantom is not disfigured at all. He's actually very handsome. He's Julian Sands for crying out loud. Yeah. I would have said, take me. I don't care if you're the king of the rats. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't freaking care <laughs> what you have as pets. <laughs> I don't, you know. So, yeah. I mean, th- those two things I was expecting, not BB-8. I love my baby. Baby H my my cutie booty now. He's gonna sit here and watch me do the rest of the show. But okay, I was 
I was very I was very afraid that it was gonna be like like a Kylo Ren in the box. Uh-huh. Because I was like emailed the both of them and yelled at them or internet or like three way called the both of them and yelled would it started yelling and screaming at them. Oh yeah. Kind of like, this is my version of Lent. <laughs> Two weeks. That's it. That's all I can do. I start on, I start either just before Good Friday or on Good Friday and go through the through till Easter. That's all I can take. <laughs> Well, I start the week before. Okay, so uh, the second box is, I thought I had unsubscribed from this. It's Japan Beauty Box, but evidently my friend keeps (laughs) putting it back on. Okay. It's like, um, dude, I keep taking it off. Why do you keep putting it back on? Because it's fun. Like I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like I open, I open, I open, I open up the door and look out and it's. I canceled you, and the box just gives me those happy those sad little puppy dog eyes and it's like okay fine come in. You better have something put in here. Get this. Ooh. Purpley thingies. Ain't it purpley thingies, huh? Oh, and Teddy Benson. Oh, an eyeshadow. Dolly Wink. And it's actually pink and pink and brown. There's actually some then some shades in here that I can actually use. I haven't even opened up the box. Okay, so for April, it is Dolly Wink is a Japanese cosmetic company. I already knew that. So for its super cute eyelashes, which debuted in 2009, other eye products, I Dolly Wink eyeshadow is another hot item that Japanese women love, which is why this trending item can be found in this month's box. And this is the aesthetic Kawaii Adorable Dreamy. Pink in here and then two shades of brown. And then there is a peach body scrub soap that is in the shape of a heart. And it is in the shape of a heart. That's cute. 
Oh, well, yeah, that's neat. Pet and cotton swab. Oh, these are, okay, these are toner sticks. I guess there's five in here. Okay, might actually use that. Character silicon pucks. Oh, oh. I got my melody. I wanted Hello Kitty. Why do I never get Hello Kitty? I get everybody but Hello Kitty. That is kind of weird. Like nobody wants me to get Hello Kitty. And then uh, Ryoko blotting paper, which is, you know, that's the blotting paper that you use when you have an oily face. It's cute. I I get the uh, Hello Kitty one, even though that costs me more. And a shampoo bubbling next. Okay. A shampoo what? A shampoo bubbling next. How can you just do with this thing? Simply wet the net, add your shampoo, rub the net together to create a bubbly lather. Apply this lather to your hair for a washing experience that keeps your scalp healthy. Mm. Sounds interesting. That is the weirdest thing I have ever heard of. Okay. Boy, that makes the top. Okay, that makes the 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 padding cotton swap thing go down on the list of weird things I have gotten from Japan. <laughs> but okay, I'm, I'm happy I got hello. I got, I'm happy I got my melody. Uh huh. Because the other options were, let's see, Ryakuma and something else. Um, Ryakuma and, uh... What's that weird frog? Isn't there like a frog that's part of um, the Sanrio line? I can't remember the frog's name. 
Yeah, it's a frog. There's there's a frog, but this looks like the dogs. Okay, I'll take my melody. And we're going to actually take a snack break because guess what came today in the mail? Uh, one of your snack boxes? Yes, my Tokyo Treat snack box came today. Nice. And it's like, and one of the one of the uh, treats I already know is going to be the weirdest thing ever. Uh huh. The banana Kit Kat. That sounds good. Oh, BBA, BBA, no, 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 no. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Don't fall off the bed. Don't roll off the bed there. But, of course, we are going to start off with the drink, which is white chocolate milk tea. So since I like the mint milk tea, this should not be as bad. Definitely smell white chocolate. Oh, wow, you get a real punch of um, white chocolate. Wow. That's highly unusual with white chocolate. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the last box is my Loot Crate DX, which I don't remember what the theme is. Oh, it was video games. Oh. Oh, my God. I've got to open it. Oh, my God. It is. find out because they had all of the um the cars named after all the ghosts. Yeah, I cannot remember who the the blue Pac-Man ghost is either. 
Okay, back in the bag. You go for now. Okay. Okay, so we're starting off good. We actually have two Pac-Man things in here, and that's actually quite unusual. Oh, sweet! The T-shirt's Pac-Man! Oh, nice! And it has the little box where the ghosts come out, and it has all four ghosts, and it has Pac-Man on it. Uh-huh. And, like, you know, when you, you know, when you win the game, you know, you put your name in, kind of has a little bit of that, so it's, like, really a nostalgic one. Nice. I like this box so far. Yay! I pick up another item and I see the next item. The next item is Bendable Figurines, DC, Batman and Robin, the animated series. And this will be from a series I did not see. Because... Robin looks almost as old as Batman does. Okay, this thing looks like it's a flux capacitor. Okay. Those are like dwarf and DeVorean. And on the other side, there is the DeLorean. And it opens up, and what does it open up to? I have no clue. (laughs) I have to keep pulling it. Hold on, wait a minute, I'm almost done. Oh, it's a duffel bag. And it has the DeLorean all over it. Cool. And it folds right back in upon itself. That is actually really neat. Of course, the first time I use it, it'll probably never fold back in upon itself the correct way. I mean, you know, that stuff never does. Yeah. But at least this time it is. Kind of. Come on. Get in there. 
There's a zipper. There's a zipper. Okay, I got a book. Which is highly unusual for this box. Called Ready Player One. Oh, cool. Have you read that book? No, I haven't read it yet, but um they're getting ready they, the movie's coming out for it soon. Okay. Well then I guess I could see the movie and then read the book. Then <laughs> I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> It's supposed to be really good. It's um yeah, it it basically there's like a whole online world that a lot of people just go to cuz the rest of the world's like not all that great. Oh, you mean so it's like reality. I mean, it's <laughs> it's dream. Way more extreme. <laughs> I couldn't help that one. Okay, and the buttons are this. Oh, the, oh man, this brings me back. Oh man, but I'm so dating myself right now. Well. Because I actually had an act, an acty, an an Activision. Activision. Yeah, I had an Activision. Mhm. When I was younger. Oh, okay. And I, and I had R- R- River Raid, Pitfall, and Kaboom. Those uh-huh. are the pins <laughs> for this month. <laughs> Oh, God, I just so dated myself. So, yeah, Playback DX. Um, it's time to rewind, hit the Playback button, and get a blast of the 80s and 90s nostalgia with collectibles and gear from your favorite retro franchises. So, Yeah. Okay, from the 1992 animated Batman series. I saw that series. I don't remember Robin being this old. Well, there were two different Robins in that series. I must have stopped watching it. Because remember, there was the first Robin who was uh, Dick Grayson, who he got older and then... Towards like the second to last season, I think they actually changed Robins, and you got oh, what was the other kid's name? Tim something. First Robin became Nightwing. That would probably be the reason why I don't remember him. Yeah. Okay. 
in the 92 animated series, yeah, there were two Robins. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is a big piece of nostalgia. The Pac-Man t-shirt, most most people would crack under the pr- daily pressures of avoiding ghost attacks, but Pac-Man has stayed the course since 1980. Channel Pac-Man's boundless energy in this tee, which pays homage to the kill screen glitch on the 256th board of the original Pac-Man arcade cabinets. Uh-huh. So I like that. I like the fact that they remembered the glitch that happened on level 200 and something. Yeah. <laughs> Because once you get up to a certain level in Pac-Man, like, it starts glitching out. Oh, yeah. I remember I watched a documentary on, like, the first person to beat Pac-Man. It took him a couple days to do it. Yeah, I can imagine it took him a couple of days to get past that glitchy part. Mm-hmm. Because he said once you get up to a certain level, there's, like, parts of the board that are invisible. Yeah, and that's exactly it. And it's, like, parts of the boards are invisible. It's showing the, the high scoreboard. I mean, this thing is, like, trippy. <laughs> I'm so going to wear this this weekend. <laughs> Does not want to close back up. Come on. Close back up. Thank you very much. Okay. So we've gotten the boxes of the week. Okay. We're going to try Banana Kit Kat. And then we will do the blind bag pony of the week and get into our topic of the week. Aww. What? And and the Kit Kats do have a theme. They're called Easter Break. And I opened uh-huh. up the pa- I opened up the package, and each individual one has a little bunny. A funny oh, Easter egg. Because this uh, this um this year's this April's theme is Easter hunt, which is kind of ironic considering Christian holiday and the amount of Christians in Japan is a very small limited number. Yeah, but they also really like Christmas. And mm-hmm. that's most 
I said, Japan also is really into Christmas. They just see it as it's an American holiday. Yeah. And lately, Japan's really gotten into American holidays. Whereas Americans have been getting into Japanese holidays. Go figure. Yeah. Um, Ooh, this really does smell banana And really, Easter has, well, at least um, a good amount of the traditions of Easter, has a lot of history in um, a lot of pagan traditions, specifically around the holiday Ostera, which is, you know, the celebration yep. of spring. And yep. then, of course, there's also Passover, which is an, a Jewish holiday. Yep. So Easter's complicated. I participated in two of those events. Don't ask me how I ended up celebrating Passover when none of my friends are Jewish. Oh, Passover's fun. My my roommate Phil is Jewish and and what we do for Passover is in matzo ball soup, and we watch the Ten Commandments. I look forward to matzo ball soup every year. I hate you. Why? I love matzo ball soup. So do I. <laughs> I can't find a restaurant that makes it. Uh, you have to come to Maryland. We have a lot of Jewish jellies here. They'll make you matzo ball soup. There is only one place, and it's unfortunately in Skokie. It's too far away for me to just drive up there just because I want a bowl of matzo ball soup. Because, <laughs> I mean, these guys, they the waitresses were great because this was when I was working at the school that was just basically about a mile away. Mm-hmm. And they knew that I was coming in for dinner just before work. After a while, they they realized it because I told them I kind of like made everything kind of like normally. I'm more of a you know laid back, you know type person when it comes to going out to eat. Mm-hmm. But when I'm like in a hurry. They knew it. Right. And the great thing was, when I was in a hurry, they were, like, right on their their toes. They knew exactly what I wanted half the time. They'd walk up to to the table, and they would go, late day or full meal? (laughs) Because it's like the waitresses, it's like... Two of them knew me by at one point, and then they would just like tell the others who I was, so they recognized me. Mm-hmm. And they would just tell them, you know, she she'll either come in for either a light dinner or a light dinner, which would be a soup and a salad, or she'll come in for a full dinner. And you know, I I always tipped very well, mm-hmm. as long as they were like right on top of things, All right? Because 
I'm the daughter of an ex-waitress, and in the state of Illinois, if you work in a family restaurant, they waitresses get paid less. Mm-hmm. They get paid a different minimum wage, which is way less than the regular minimum wage. So they always knew that if, as long as they were, like, right on top of things, you know, if it was a day where I was having, like, a full dinner, that meant I want, I didn't want everything all at once. They were really nice and slow about it. Uh-huh. And as I'm talking about this, I'm going to get the blind bag pony of the week. And if it was, like, one of those days where it was a fast night and I just wanted, like, soup and a salad, they were, like, Salad came out like right away. Ate the salad. As soon as the last piece of like salad, like the last few pieces of salad were almost done, the soup would come out, and it would also always be the matzo ball soup with chicken noodle soup on top. Mm-hmm. Because that's all what I would always ask for. Oh. Was for them to put some um, chicken noodle soup on top of it. Uh huh. Which just made it greater. So they would bring it out with just with just enough time to where it would cool off, but it wouldn't get completely cold. Mm hmm. Thing if I came in to eat a full dinner, you know, they would make sure that you know stuff came out like. Right when it's like they kind of like watch, like, okay, she's at this point, okay, this can come out. She's at this point, this can come out. And I actually freaked them out one time because I came in for breakfast one morning because at the time I was working nights. Mm-hmm. And I came in for breakfast one morning and they're like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> they were so used to, and it was like some of, some of the waitresses that I, I would see at night, and it's like, well, I actually have have a morning class to teach today, so I, I, I need breakfast. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to be staying at the school all day. Right. And they were like, oh, okay. So then if whatever I ordered, I always got a little bit of extra of, like, something. So that, you know, either I would have a really full stomach so I would not be hungry later on, or else they'd just pack it up, send it off with me, and that'd be dinner. You're right. So, yeah, if you go to a family restaurant and you go to, go there on a regular basis, you will have waitresses who will recognize you. There is one that my that we go to whenever we go out to my uncle's house, and we always ask for the same waitress, and it's always great because it was like one time she it's like we hadn't been there for like a month. Mm-hmm. And we came in and she's like, where were you? 
You don't come in for a month? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's like, unfortunately, it's kind of my fault because we, I, we can't go out to my uncle's house that often because my full-time job right now does not allow me to. Right. If I could go out there and stay out there like I would like to, then, you know, we end up going out there more often. Okay. And I have to say the blind bag pony of the week this week is perfect. Because no. it will melt, it will it will melt perfectly into our topic of the evening. So who did we get? We got from the movie set, which is why I said it worked perfectly with tonight's with with. With our subject of the evening, mm-hmm. and it is from the. Come on, twenty-first wave. <laughs> We have Orange Swirl. And once again, very disappointed in the quality. Painted on wings. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like for, for this set, if the wings were folded down, They got painted on. Yeah, the painted on wings was kind of a bummer when they started going to that. Yeah. And the reason why I say that this actually ties right into our subject of the evening is because it starts the subject of our evening. The start Mm -hmm. of the eighth season. Now... I do believe season seven was still going on when My Little Pony movie came out in theaters. Yeah, it was it was just about to end, I think. Yeah. And everybody figured, okay, great, we've got new characters, they're introducing them in the movie, they're going to have them on the show. And the season ends, and... Everybody's sitting there kind of like, what the heck just happened? Yeah. Did we blink? (laughs) Well, I think what a lot of people thought was going to happen was that the movie was not going to be treated as show canon. The movie was going to be treated like, yeah, this is a thing that happened, but we're not really going to talk about it because it's just a movie and it's not part of the show. Kind of the way yeah, that the comic treated sometimes. Yeah, and that actually is how it was kind of treated. It was kind of treated like, 
okay, wait a minute. They just went on this big, huge adventure, and the show's not even acknowledging this huge adventure they went on. It's like, okay, did I miss an episode at some point? Did I blink? Mm-hmm. Well, but that's what tends to happen but, with a lot of kids' shows that then get, you know, a movie attached to it. It's just kind of like, yeah, we don't, we, we pretend like the movie isn't isn't there. Until the next season. <laughs> yeah. I was actually kind of surprised. When Me too, because I actually caught, <laughs> we're trying both talk same time. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you, you, you go first. I caught the second half on Saturday. Uh-huh. Because I woke up at 11, 11 o'clock my time, which was when the second half was coming on. So I watched the second half on Saturday and the first half on Sunday. Don't ask. Okay. There was a subspecies marathon on, and, like, you know, I'm sorry, but (laughs) subspecies My Little Pony. Subspecies My Little Pony. Radu wins all the time. Okay. (laughs) Even though he is the ugliest creature on the face of the planet. So then I watched on Sunday the very, the very first episode and it picks basically it picks up right after the movie ends. Yeah, because they're all sitting around the table and they're the the map table and they're talking about um they're talking about movie yeah, they're talking about the movie. They're talking about things that have happened in the movie because they're pointing out the fact that the map has grown. They're pointing out different points on the map where they did things in the movie. And Twilight Sparkle is talking about, you know, what's happened while we've been gone. Uh-huh. So it was like, holy, okay, I'm just going to say it. Please, parents, cover your children's ears. I'll give you three seconds. Three, two, one. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah. Okay, you can uncover your ch- children's ears now. Because, I mean, this was like, oh my God. They're talking about the movie. This is like, Holy cow. Mm-hmm. I'll use the G-rated version now. Because I was not expecting that. That was just like, that came out of left field 15 ways from Sunday. Yeah, I mean, and it's great that... You know, we're tying stuff in from the movie now because the movie did actually expand on the world. 
And they, they, they really did expand on it because they brought the hypocrites in. Okay, they didn't bring the princess hippogriff. She, they brought the queen's niece in, of course, because I do not want to know how much they would have had to pay just for that cameo. Exactly. Yeah. the The main reason why you didn't see Novo, or, you know, Queen Novo, or Princess Sky Star, or um, Tempest is. Probably because they didn't want to shell out the money for those voice actors. Yeah, and I love how 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 they even they even reference Tempest. Uh huh. As I mean, I, at first it was how is the, how is the other unicorn that you met? Oh, you mean Tempest? Uh huh. I love that. That was just like, oh my god! I I love this. And even BB Eight's nodding his head in his box. He loves <laughs> it too, and he hasn't even seen it. But you heard it through the box, right, buddy? Yeah, he's bobbing his head. No, he's not really bobbing his head because his head's in a stationary position. But I'm shaking, shaking his box. <laughs> Close enough. Okay. I, I like my BB-8. You might just come with me for Easter. I might just leave Sam at home and bring you with instead. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> You're coming with. Don't give me that look. You know what, what look I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, but I just love the fact that they did mention. Nova, they they did mention Queen Nova, they did mention the Pirates, they mentioned Tempest, and the Storm King. I mean, that was all great. Does this mean I finally get my husbando in the show? Maybe, we'll see. Does that mean mean I finally get my Flash Sentry on the show? More regularly. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hold your breath on it. Darn it. But, yeah, I mean, that was just like, I mean, I just love the part where, you know, they're all talking about, oh, yeah, this is where, we, where the pirates let us go. And, oh, this is where we were with the hypocrites. Did you know that we made seashell necklaces for everybody? And I think everybody knows who I'm ta- who I'm talking about. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> who, who well, said no, that? I, I, well, let's be honest. Tiki stole the show in these two, in the um the season opening because she always does when they talk about um expanding the the room because the map table's gotten bigger. And yeah. <laughs> Twilight says, 
We can't do this by ourselves in Pinkie Pie's responses. Sure we can. We just need power tools. <laughs> yeah, and then she gets a jackhammer. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I, I... You should not allow Pinkie Pie near any type of power tools. That is seriously a bad idea. I mean, anything with electricity. Yeah, anything with electricity. Do not let her near it. Do not let her near it. Please, dear God, do not let her near it. (laughs) For all of Ponyville, do not let her near it. Oh, goodness. That is kind of scary. That is beyond scary. That That is just downright frightening. That falls under... Um, I'm going to move first. Would you just, like, stop her? For stop her just for like ten, like twenty minutes, and let me move first. <laughs> Trust me, twenty minutes will be fine enough. Trust me, I will get everything that's essential out of my out of the house in twenty minutes. Trust me. <laughs> it will be the quickest. Happy my mother will have ever seen in her life. <laughs> uh, but scary Pinkie Pie with tower tools aside. Yes. Twilight Sparkle goes to Princess Celestia and she's talking with her in regards to all these lands that have opened up to them. And wanting to create more friendships with with said kingdoms comes up with the idea of making a school. Mm-hmm. Why does that not surprise you? Yeah, I think Twilight probably just got the excited of forms to fill out books. There's a manual. Yeah. My God, when she saw that manual, I thought that's for ponies after dark. (laughs) But anyway, that's for please, parents, put your kids to bed. I will tell you what I thought at that moment. But anyhow, yeah, so she ends up starting a school. And she has to go through an accreditation, and actually, board, I think. What, what was the um, what was the board stand again? The what? What was the Is board's the name again? The EEA. And you know what? That is like the so freaking funny. Because Chicago Public School System has the same thing. It's the Chicago uh, 
CPA? Chicago Public School Association. Yes, the CPA, right? Yeah, for us it's CPA. Um, The S is not in there, despite the fact that it is the Chicago Public School. Uh, Public school Mm. is kind of like jammed together in the Mm -hmm. city of Chicago because we don't have time to put a put a put a break in between public schools. Okay, we got we got to make sure we get we get the kids in the school before before like snow starts starts to starts to fall. Uh huh. And a school day is called. I'm sorry, a snow day is called. And it's like as soon as they said e, the EEA, and it's like that was the first thing I thought was CPA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, oh my god. Someone, someone in the animation crew is from Chicago. <laughs> and I love the, the 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 board president. I love his name. Yep, naysayer or something like that. Naysayer, that's it. And I can't remember the voice actor's name, but he sounds an an awful lot like voice actor for Brain from Pinky and the Brain. It was it was him. Okay, I thought it was, but I didn't want to say that it definitely was. Because when I heard that, when I heard him say those first three words, I was instantly taken back to Animaniac. And the pinky and the brain, the pinky and the brain. One is the smartest, the other's insane. <laughs> what are we going to do tomorrow night, pinky? Or what are we going to do tomorrow night, brain? We're going to take over the world, pinky. But first, we're going to shut down Twilight Sparkle's school of friendship. <laughs> that was basically about it. That's what, exactly what I was sitting there thinking of. It was like, oh my god, they, they have the brain. Where's Pinky? Oh wait, Pinky Pie's there. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, we have Pinky in the brain. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it's, I mean, he acts exactly the same way. I mean, he was just like very, very, you know, very British, mind you, because the character was very British. And just very, like, you know, serious. And it was like the whole time I was sitting there thinking, am I watching my little pony or pinky in the brain? <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's not like I could like pause it and and like check because like you know there was no checking because I recorded it. Right. It's like okay, he's in a pony body, so it, I I have to be watching My Little Pony. But he gives her this huge manual 
because because even even princess even princess um Celestia even her school had to be accredited. Mm-hmm. Even though she's a princess, I mean she's a princess. You would think she'd be able to do whatever she wants. Well, yeah, but, but then, uh, you know, they also said that each of the different pony races had their own school set up. Yeah, they all had their own school systems and all of that, but everything still had to go through this this board of education. Everything mm-hmm. had to be up to their standards. And, you know, I mean, she got this manual, and I said, I swear to God, as I said, ponies after dark. I'll tell you what I thought she she was, like, three seconds away from doing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, don't worry. You can come um, parent, um, parent student day and like see the progress we've made. Right. So and the naysayer is under the impression that the the school is going to be only for ponies. Mhm. But Princess Celestia was able to contact the Griffins dragons, the changelings, and the and the hippogriffs. So you basically have two races that were already friends with the pony community at one time. But they'd just simply grown apart. Uh-huh. And then you have two race two races that used to be um villains of the pony community until they became things changed and they became friends with the ponies. Uh-huh. Which was, I mean, I thought that was just brilliant, the way they did that. Oh, yeah. Because it just showed that they were were really looking at the continuity of having equal parts of something to keep it equal and steady. Uh So that was great. You had um, the changeling. I thought the cha- the, the, the little changeling was so cute because oh, if you really well, looked well, at the changeling. Well, uh, what was that again? I said I think her name was Oriana. Yeah, her name was Oriana. And I think she was the cutest because she acted just like Thorax did when Spike brought him into the Crystal Empire. Mm-hmm. I mean, very shy, very coy, you know, trying to blend in. I mean, she turned herself into a dragon. Mm-hmm. 
and you know, oh God, what's the the leader of the dragon's name again? Ember. Ember says, "Yeah, my nephew Scorch here." And Spike goes, "Which one? <laughs> Which one of them is Scorch?" Yeah. Yeah, and it's like there's two scorches, and one's taller than the other. And Thorax goes, um, Omar, what have I told you about changing? Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm sorry, and changes right back. Then um, when they actually get into um, school being open, I thought it was really cute. She actually took on the pony persona he had taken on when Spike brought him Thorax into the Crystal Empire. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a great nod to that. Yeah, it was kind of neat. Because it was the exact same the exact same pony I mean that was just like thank you thank you thank you and then the hippogriff that came oh my god it's another Pinkie Pie (laughs) Uh, she's a hyper little thing Actually, I think she's just like. Actually, she. I think she's just like the princess. Yeah. But of course, you know, if the only thing you knew was the sea, I guess yeah, you would be extremely hyper about visiting someplace else. Uh huh. And being able to be in your natural form. Well, yeah, and she gets to see pretty much everything. Yeah. That she's never seen before. Which I think it's cute that she gets all excited about stairs. Yeah. (laughs) That was hilarious. Stairs, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, the stairs thing was, I, 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 I... I nearly lost it because and I was eating at the time. <laughs> Which I should know better than to watch My Little Pony and eat at the same time. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's a season premiere or a season finale. Mm-hmm. Or else one of these days I'm going to drown in um, milk. Well, yeah. (laughs) Not be good? No. No. So, um, and then Squirt was like, yeah, I don't want to be here. (laughs) 
he was like yeah. ready to leave like now. He did well, not want to have anything to do with anything. And then you had go ahead. Uh, I was going to say there were a few of the students that weren't too thrilled about being there. The um, the, yeah. all, the, all the ponies that came to the school were happy and excited, but yeah, oh, the yeah. dragon was not into it. Um, there was the griffin. Actually, no, it was the Griffin's grandfather who wasn't into it. Ah. The Griffin wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. And then you had the Yak from Yakianistan, which could not walk three feet without tripping over her her her, her, her braids. Oh, Jonah. Yona's so cute, though. She's so enthusiastic. Oh, yeah. I think she kind of balances out the hippogriff Uh for sure. Because whereas the hippogriff was overly excited... You had the overly excited hippogriff. You had the shy. Um, oh yeah, and I did forget. I forgot the the yaks had had sent um, somebody to school there. So actually, you had three sets of old friends and two former enemies. Okay, then we're not balanced. No, wait, actually, no, we still, no, 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 we are not actually balanced. Because I did forget about the yaks. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay, so we weren't balanced. But Sandbar, who is actually a callback to a G3 pony, mm-hmm. By the name of Sand Dollar because of the symbol. And would you believe it or not, I did not actually have to look that up. I actually knew that off the top of my head. Hold on, Tony Bird wants a cookie. Here, buddy. Well, I want a cookie, too, but I just put put meds in my mouth. Well, you can Actually, let me see what these things are supposed to be first. Pecky, Cruncho, Disney, Custard, Pudding, Biscuits. Disney snacks are here to help brighten your day, these snacks are limited time custard pudding flavor biscuits. They're also in in exclusive packaging. Not only that, but the snacks themselves also have limited edition Easter designs on them. 
Okay. And I have to give props to Japan in their packaging because instead of these things being in like a square baggie, mm-hmm. they're in a triangle-shaped baggie. Right. And I have to try and open this thing without tearing it. Or scissors. <laughs> Maybe it. Where, where, scissors tool. Well, you're no help. Hold down here. I had to get my own scissors. What's the use of having a BB-8 unit if 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 he doesn't help me? Yeah, cute until you see the until you see the last Jedi. Then you get a whole new respect for him. <laughs> he was so cute. He was just also, you know, a little bit of a. Well, he was just being a little bit of a renegade too. You know, his reality yes. is teenage face. Yes. Oh, this is so cute. Okay. So they have Disney girls printed on them. And the first one I got is the genie from Aladdin. Well, they smell good. Oh, let me let me cleanse my palate here. Okay, there we go. Hmm. They're kind of like maple cookies. Oh, that sounds good. Let's see who's next. Oh, I got Stitch. Oh, Stitch is always fun. Oh, I've got a classic here in my hand. Mm-hmm. You want me to give you a clue and you can guess who it is? Go ahead. Bippity-boppity-boop. Oh, fairy godmother? Yes. Oh. Just two more cookies left. Oh, and we got Cinderella, too, despite the fact that her face is completely crushed. Oh, well.
didn't have a good night at the ball, I guess. Well, she lost her shoe for crying out loud. Yeah. In all honesty, a slipper made of glass can't be that comfortable, though. Well, I don't know. You know, the newest version says they're very comfortable. Oh, okay. But they are magic shoes, so. Yes. Okay, I cannot recognize this character for the life of me. It's a rabbit uh-huh. with a straw hat on. Rare rabbit? That might be it. That might be it. This might be rare rabbit I'm eating. Disney did some Br'er Rabbit cartoons a long time ago. Oh, yeah, and um, actually uh, Splash Mountain is based on the Br'er Rabbit. Mm-hmm. At least in Walt Disney World, from what I remember when we went. Yep. Um, It's based off the Disney animated film called Song of the South. Yep, which, unfortunately, is the funniest thing about that is it's considered racist. <laughs> yeah, they don't show it anymore for that reason. It's, there's a lot of older cartoons that did some questionable things and had some questionable content. I mean, but, you know, Disney, lots of different studios put out stuff that you could not put out today for various reasons. Yeah, and that's mostly because parents today are just too uptight. Yes, well, there I said it. there are some legitimate things in older cartoons that just, you look at it and go, Really, they got away with that? I mean, some of them, it's not too bad. Other ones, you watch and you go, oh, now I know why they can't have this on TV anymore. Because we were watching some old Looney Tunes cartoons on YouTube, and there were a couple of them that I went, oh, this isn't so bad. And then there were a few of them that I went, yeah, I kind of see why you can't air this anymore. So, I mean, you can go look them up for yourself. I'll just, I'll leave it at that. There's a few that it's pretty clear as to why they can't be aired anymore. Okay. But we also have to remember the context of the time in which these these things were made. Yeah, I mean, these were back in the time when things like that were perfectly fine. Yeah, but it's just... I mean, there are some things in entertainment you just can't get away with nowadays, and some of those things 
I can see why you would not be able to get away with them anymore. They would really, really yeah. bother some people. But to to the um, season opener, we get to um, the first day of school. And everybody, first of all, is like, you really want us to teach? Yeah. And Twilight's like, why not? You guys are, like, you know, the greatest at being being friends. And the students are liking it. The the teachers are liking it. But then Twilight pulls out that stupid manual. Mm Mm-hmm. And starts changing things to fit the style for the manual. Yeah, and this was a manual that was approved by the EEA. So this was the way all equestrian schools were supposed to be run. But there's never been a friendship school before, so... The, you know, the old ways for every other school in Equestria aren't really working for this friendship school. Yeah, because you have all of the out-of-kingdom characters and Sandbar, they all became good friends. Mm Mm-hmm. which was exactly what the school was meant to do. But it was only amongst themselves, really, that they became good friends. Comes Friends and Family Day, and everybody shows up, and... Sandbar and the five had had all they all skipped class because the classes had now all become very boring. Mm-hmm. Because you know, Twilight was you know she was her head was too stuck in that manual. It's kind of like get your. It is just like. Leia saying to to Poe, get your head out of your cockpit. <clears throat> Twilight, get your head out of your manual. Right. Okay. You like how I did that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually thought of that while I was watching this, the first part of this episode. <laughs> because it was like, then the second part made made more sense. And then it's like, all of a sudden, I have Leia in the back of my, my head saying, Poe, get your head out of your cockpit. Mm-hmm. I was channeling Carrie Fisher at that point. 
so all of the the out of kingdom students ran away from the school. Right. Because their families their not their not all of their families because not all of them were no none of them were were actually related to anybody who brought them there. Mhm. No, except for King Rutherford, that was his daughter. Yeah. And the and the Griffin, that was his grandson. Those were the only two that were related to the. So they all they all ran off with Sandbar. Yeah. They all ran away from school, and of course, everybody is in an uproar because this could be a national disaster. Especially with the hypocrites, because dude, you just got these guys on board. Yeah, you just literally saved their lives like three days ago, and like you just lost the the the, the niece of the queen. Mm-hmm. It's talk about it's it's like talk about national disaster. Oh yeah, slightly. I mean, she could bring that orb out and turn them all into dust mites, <laughs> or something of that nature. Hmm. Or something of that nature. Yeah. Yeah, definitely would not be good. No, it would not. It would not have been good. But nobody knew it was Sandbar who had taken them to the the, uh, the princess's old castle. Well, it was before before that the group actually went off to the lake to just to skip class. Because they were bored. Oh, yeah. They skipped class. They went to the lake. And when they came back is when all heck heck broke loose. The school was put under lockdown. Well, because they were... Yeah, the the flying... um, You had the dragon and and the hippogriff were carrying a yak. We're carrying the yak, and then the griffin was carrying a sandbar, and one of them had said to the changeling, uh, hey, could you think you could turn into something weirder than, you know, a um, a flying yak? Because Yona was like, I'm flying, I'm flying. So the changeling, yeah. she decided to turn into a bugbear, Friends and family day to be at the the lake, and everybody freaked out because they thought it was a real bugbear, and it was just, you know, the changeling. And then that's when Sayer was like, "You have more than just ponies here. Oh, I'm shutting this place down." And literally shut the place down by putting a magical spell upon the castle and upon the school. 
oh, yeah, giant magic encrusted lock and chain. It was like, whoa, this is like some great, this is like some Harry Potter stuff going on right here, man, dude. Yeah. But then they all did run off. They ran off to the castle of the two sisters. Yeah, because they didn't want to be separated since they had become friends. Yeah, because you know, everyone was going, you're, you're coming home with me, you're coming home with me, you're coming home with me, and they're like, oh, no. Yeah, we don't want to leave our friends, so. Yeah. And then the next thing, nobody knows where they've gone off to. And they're trying to figure this out. Everybody's trying to figure out where where all their, the students have, these students have gone off to. And they notice Sandbar has pillows, blankets, and has an awful lot of cupcakes. Yeah, because, well, first you had Twilight freaking out and having a, a breakdown in her room hiding in a pillow fort. And it's funny because the rest of the, the rest of the main six come in and try to cheer her up. And Pinkie Pie goes, nobody told me this was going to be a pity party. I would have brought ice cream. Brought ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I, near, I nearly busted a gut at that point. I had to pause it because it was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> It's like only Pinkie Pie would 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 make sure because if it's a pity party to bring ice cream. Yeah, like like I said, Pinkie got all the best lines in in these two episodes. Yes. So, so everybody actually she she did yeah, everybody did everybody did go to all of the different kingdoms to try and find the students. Um, the only kingdom they didn't go to was um, the Hippogriff Kingdom. Mm-hmm. That was the only one they didn't go to. Um, the Hippogriff that came, the general, general whatever his name was, he had actually stayed in town. Yeah. To kind of wait for for the queen's niece to be found, because five what? bucks says he contacted her and she probably told him, "You better keep your butt there. You sit there and go find her." <laughs> no, it, it, no, it would have been more like. Well, hey, you better stay down there and you better find her. <laughs> or else you ain't coming back. Yeah, probably something along those lines. Or you're going to be demoted. You are de- being going to be demoted down to a captain if you do come back. You hear me? 
So that's as close to New Orleans as, as I can get. Wow. Right now, for some oh. reason, I'm still. I still suggested I'm still sick. I really should go see the doctor. I'm actually shocked that when I put in for my refills for my meds, my primary care didn't say, um, you haven't been in for a while, you need to bring your happy butt in. Yeah, you'd think they would say something like that. Well, actually, for me, he he's supposed to because I'm supposed to get blood draws twice. I'm supposed to do blood draws twice a year. Ah, because of the high dosage of uh, Synthroid I'm on. Oh, okay. Just to make sure that I'm still remaining within my little window of perfection. Gotcha. So. But... um. Anyway, back to back to the show. Yeah, they're they finally they 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 all look at they're all watching him, and it's like maybe we should follow him. Mhm. And I'm sitting there thinking, why didn't you all think about this before? <laughs> well, before that, they didn't know that these students were missing because. You know, the school was closed. They thought they all went back to their homes with, you know, their respective guardians or whatever. And it wasn't until everybody split up and went to go see the members of the other races that they said, yeah, sure, you know, if you're reopening the school, we'd, we'd love to bring bring you back the students we offer, but there's one problem. We have no idea where they are. Oh yeah, that's and, right. That is what happened. And that was kind of like rewatch. <laughs> that's okay. They can, I, I mean, I watched it yesterday on. I watched it yesterday. No, I watched it yesterday on um, YouTube, so it's still kind of fresh for me. Well, um, I meant to rewatch the second half. Yes, actually, to actually, I meant to watch the entire. Entire episode today, but I had fan of the opera, Julian Sands, and then you know you you, you now have I, to watch it to completion. <laughs> but um, so but, yeah, they they were like all freaking out because it's like, oh god, where did these these guys go? And they were all in Pinky's shop, and Sandbar comes in, pick up the cupcakes, and they're talking about the students, and he kind of like freezes, like, "Oh crap!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but that at that point should have been like like the key moment of hi. Right there. Well, yeah, right away they got the idea of maybe we should go follow him. Yeah. So they followed him, and it was actually a good thing that they did because 
I think they actually brought in a set of characters that are now a little bit different because they are a different type of species. Mm hmm. And that would be bush willies. Yeah, the little things that kind of look like hedgehogs. Um, gosh, what were they called? They were like puggles or something like that. But they did sort of look like bush willies from the G1 cartoon. Yeah. The way that they were around, especially when they moved. They were just really weird hedgehogs. Really weird, really angry hedgehogs in different colors. They're very oh, yeah. odd. <laughs> but yeah, they they were attacked by them, and it was the teachers that all those Twilight Sparkle and everybody who came in saved the day, got rid of them, brought them back, and then it was at this point that Twilight finally figures it out that you know what, these ways are not the ways for this school because this is not a school for ponies. This is a school for friendship. Well, yeah, you couldn't couldn't really run the school that she wanted to do it by same old, same old equestrian standards because it's not it's not a school for unicorn magic. It's not a school for learning to control the weather. It's not for agriculture. It's it, it, it's a school for friendship, which is something that's never been done to universe, right. as, uh, you know, as we know. And they wanted to extend it to more than just ponies. This was supposed to be for everybody. This was supposed to be an idea that brings school philosophy. Yes, the school philosophy. Yes. Which was something that had not been done in the pony universe previously. So you couldn't treat it like everything else. And it's the the person that convinces her to reopen the school was Starlight. And they made her the guidance counselor, which I think is awesome. Um, yeah, that was she, the funniest part. It's like, this yeah. is the person who took over an entire village and you are going to give her Go give ahead. her the role of guiding students as a guidance counselor? Well, who better to teach people who are lost the wrong thing to do than somebody who spent a good chunk of her life going about things the wrong way? Oh, this is true. (laughs) And that makes her an expert on them. Okay, I will take that one. 
I mean, let's say you have a pony coming to Starlight saying, I don't think my, you know, I don't have that many friends. What if I use the magic spell to, no, let me stop you right there. (laughs) No. (laughs) There you go. I like it. (laughs) But what if, no. Here's what you do. You sit down and you talk talk to your friends. You do not use the magic spell to control their minds. You do not take away their cutie marks. Trust me, it will not work. <laughs> but, yeah, I do like that she essentially, Twilight, are standing in front of the school that's on lockdown, and Twilight's kind of like, you know, the heavy sigh, feeling sorry for herself, and Starlight looks at her and goes, you know the problem, right? You gave up too easily. Yeah. And she's she the one who did. Twilight to reopen the school. Yeah, because, I mean, this was something that, you know, was right up Twilight's alley. Mhm. I unfortunately, the bad thing about this is Twilight's Adventures, and actually the main six's adventures. If they continue the school, is going to be very limiting. Well, yeah, because. With having the school, they then have the responsibility of, you know, making sure students are at class every day. Right. And especially so, they're going to be the teachers. Yeah. This means we're going to ha- we're going to be seeing other characters take a step up and take bigger roles. Are we going to be seeing more characters doing things? Are we going to be seeing newer characters doing things? That's why I I said, I mean, we can totally now bring Flash Sentry into this because he can come come by from, from, from the Crystal Empire. I mean, it's all always a possibility. I mean, hey, guys, uh, anyone who is um, doing season eight right now, Flash Century, come on. <laughs> you, you put in Hippogriff, you can give me my Flash Century. Come on, people. I will say this. I do like that we have almost a new main six now and that it's made up of so many different kinds of characters and that we're getting more male characters that could could be in a central have um central roles. Yeah, because I don't think we've seen the last of Naysayer. Probably not. But I I do like that there when uh, Twilight finally decided she was going to reopen the school she comes back into the map room to tell everybody, 
and she goes, guess what? I've decided to reopen I decided to reopen the school, and then Tinky, and then everybody's kind of like, oh. And Tinky goes, oh, do we still get to guess? (laughs) (laughs) Tinky's lines through this just killed me. Do we still get to guess? No, Tinky. (laughs) It's like, you know, sometimes you wonder if her hair is, like, Dyed pink, and she's naturally blonde. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, Tinky is. I think Tinky just lives in her own little world. And you know, she's just oblivious to everybody else. Oh, so am I. And anyone who says I'm being biased against. Blondes, guess what happens in the summer? I turn into a blonde, and it's not by bottle. <laughs> oh, you do that thing where your hair gets lighter too? Yeah, it's it's like one year I actually because my mother, my mother, it was actually the year my mother and I quit our job. Mhm. Because we we were working together, and it's like for a few months, we kind of just kind of chilled out Mm -hmm. for a few months. I mean, those were the best few months. I mean, we hung out in the pool every day. We went to the zoo Mm -hmm. a couple of times. I mean, we actually got to do things like we hadn't been able to do. I was a kid. Oh. Because we had one of those um, Intex pools where you blow up the ring, the one ring, and you plop the hose in. You wait two days, and it's full of water. You hook up the filter, and... You have you you had yourself a swimming pool. Cool. Oh yeah, I remember those things. Uh, they still have them, but we can't we can't have it because we're kind of afraid of people deciding to ch- hop our fence and jump into the pool. Oh, gotcha. Because we've had that happen once. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Hence why my uncle's is such a great summer destination. Ah. And with my slimmer figure, I know my I, I show off my bathing suits a little bit better. That reminds me, I'm probably going to have to get a new bathing suit this summer. I might I have to too because I think I might have actually lost so much weight that I. Might have actually dropped the size. 
Oh, well, that's good. I'm going to have to look. So. But, yeah, the grand scheme of the whole, the end was, it was great because at the end of the episode, you had Naysay pop up going, did you undo my walk on this school? Mm-hmm. And Princess Twilight's just standing there with this big old smile on her face going, yes, I did. But it isn't up to the to the EEA guidelines. Well, guess what? This school is not an EEA school. This is a French a school of friendship. And guess what? Bing! I have my own manual that I wrote. And of course, her manual is three times bigger. Yeah, than the of EEA course. One. Yeah, he's kind of looking down at it, kind of like. You haven't seen the last of me. <laughs> That's why I said I don't. I do not think this is the last time we will see Naysay. Mm-hmm. Simply because of that line. That line is just very, very much one of those ominous. <laughs> undertones in, in there that just like are just like yeah he's gonna come back yeah for some reason but it's the fact that you know one pony and all of the the creatures from all of the other lands were the ones who actually became friends. Well, yeah. And, and they became that was, just hanging out with each other. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing. It was the greatest thing. And it showed a little bit that, you know, the school does work. It uh-huh. might not be the type of school the EEA is used to, but this is not your typical school. Uh-huh. So. Do you have any other thoughts on this one? Um, I mean, I do like that we're getting these new characters. And I, one of the funniest lines in the first episode was, you know, the first day of school was not going that well, and the rest of the main six comes to Twilight, and they're like, this is a disaster. This is not going well at all. Everybody's bored. And Twilight's sitting there going, it's fine. Everything's fine. We're going by the book. It's all fine. And Spike grabs her and goes, who are you and what have you done with Twilight? Yeah. Because things not going as as planned and her being completely calm, that's not Twilight. No. 
That and is definitely not not her. Tony boyfriend was laying in bed while I was watching this, and he he perked his head up and he goes, "She's not freaking out." I went, "No." He goes, "That's weird." <laughs> Yeah, you know when it's when you have a pony boyfriend when he knows the characters so well that he, even he can 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 see something is wrong with them. Yeah, she's not freaking out. No, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he, he he knew something was wrong. So your door is open, Pony Bird. Just come out. I'm not going to give you another cookie. Oh, birds. You're impossible. Just come out of the cage. Come on. Sorry, maybe he wants to go to bed. Are you ready for bed? Okay. You're going to go to bed. He was screaming at me, and I couldn't tell if it was the cookie scream, the out scream, or the bed scream. I guess it's the go-to-bed scream. <laughs> Good night, Tony Bird. Yeah. But, yeah, I do hope that this means that we'll be getting um, some more toys of the the other races. Definitely. I'm hoping that, too. Because I'd love to have a little yak or a griffin or a hippogriff or anything, really. I mean, I know I saw somewhere on Taobao or one of those sites that there's a sandbar, at least a prototype sandbar somewhere. So you'd think that means Ooh. they'd make uh, the other characters also. But yeah, hopefully this does mean we're going to start getting new characters. Unfortunately, it kind of sucks that now Toys R Us is going out of going out of business. Yeah, um, there is a little bit of news on that front. So, unfortunately, the guy who was the original founder um, of, well, I'm not sure if he was the original founder, but he was at least the owner of Toys R Us, he passed away over the weekend. Um, Now, there is someone, I cannot remember the person's name at this time, but there is a guy that is trying to save at least half of the American Toys R Us stores. Because right now, um, it's only the 800 American stores that are going to be shut down. 
uh, the Canadian stores, and if they have any overseas, it seems like those are staying open. But there is a guy that it has started a GoFundMe page, and he's trying to to get at least half of the Toys R Us to stay open because he's a shareholder in the company, and he used to own KV Toys, I believe. I was going to do oh, a little Luke. bit more research on this, but got sidetracked. In that so, case, we may as well just kiss uh, Toys R Us goodbye. Yeah, they're, um, they already went through court, uh, the, they already went through their courtroom process of, you know, their bank, filing for bankruptcy and the liquidation. Um, they've started the liquidation sales at some branches. One up here, stuff is marked down 5 and 10%. We're thinking... It's not going to be, like, drastically marked down until probably the end of this month because I think they said their last day was April 30th, Toys R Us. I think it was April 30th. I'd have to double-check that. Don't don't quote me on it. Um, okay. So it's not too much longer. It's now the there's 200 stores in Canada, but as far as I know, nothing's happening to the Canadian Toys R Us. They're staying open. Yeah, it's only the ones in the U.S., and it's like I'm not understanding why that is. Um. Well, they have a lot of competition in the U.S. Um, the only thing that saved Toys R Us recently is that they also have Babies R Us. And a lot of Toys R Us stores combine Toys R Us and Baby R Us so that they had sort of two stores in one. Exactly. But the thing is, the stores that have really been on the rise in the United States our stores like Target Greatland, uh, Walmart Supercenters, you know, places where you can go and buy everything. And I know that, like, Target and Walmart and stores of that nature, well, they have a variety of things. They have smaller varieties of everything. So they have a yeah. much the toy section and you have a lot less of a, of a selection in a specific kind of toy that you'd be looking for. But... Oh, yeah, because every time I go to Walmart, it's like I look at the Monster High dolls and I look at the... Um, My Little Ponies and it's like Geez, is there anything here? Yes. But then think about it. 
when you can't find anything at Walmart or Target, what's the first place you go to? Okay, I go to eBay. Yep. No, wait, I go to Amazon. Yep. And that's where people are doing a majority of their toy shopping. Because... Yeah, but, but what some people don't know is a lot of their toys are coming directly from Toys R Us because... I had a couple of things come, and I didn't know that they were coming from Toys R Us mm-hmm. until I got them and opened them. Well, yeah, but it's becoming harder and harder for them to keep physical stores open because with a lot of other online retailers. So, unfortunately, that's why a lot of them are closing down. Well, I guess I better get my haul my butt in there and see how many blind bags I can find. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, in the U.S. market, especially now, it's really competitive. That and I really honestly think that Toys R Us did not get into the video game market fast enough. I thought they always were in the video game market. They were, but I just don't think that they marketed themselves well as a video game place well enough and quite to the degree that places like, you know, Electronics Boutique or GameStop did. And, like, they were always, when you think of Toys R Us, it's always a toy store. It's not a place that a lot of people thought, oh, you know, we can go there and get our video game systems. I mean, you could definitely get those things there, but that was not what people associated them with. Yeah. So, it's sad that Toys R Us is going out of business, especially because I feel bad for the people that work there. They're probably going to have a hard time finding somewhere else to work. Oh, yeah. Um, And I just want to let anybody that's working at Toys R Us know and I have not been paid off to say this. Cracker Barrel is always hiring. I know it's the same skill set, but I just want to let you know. Cracker Barrel is always hiring. And they don't care if you don't have yeah. kitchen experience. They'll train you. The, and you know what the insane thing is? I watch one YouTuber who did a vlog two days ago and then did a vlog today of Toys R Us and now they're starting to do the clearance sales where she is at they're at 30% off everything in the store so my hope is I can get in there and get some Blind bags from the sets I don't have blind bags from. Hopefully, I'll be able to get um, 
some more blind bags. But they, it's kind of like insane because it's like they have a going out of business sign right inside the doorway. And then she said there's posters all over the store saying we're hiring. Well, they're probably probably hiring some temporary people just to help with clearing out the store. That's, like, completely insane. Unless they had a mad exodus of employees quit. Well, I would think they probably had a bunch of people leave once the um, company filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, which I think was last year. Actually, I think they probably did it as soon as the company told them, hey, you know what, we're we're shutting down. We're, yeah. we're closing up shop. They, they were like, bye. Well, and I can't say that I blame them. You know, if your company that you've been at for a couple of years tells you we're getting ready to shut down, I think your first thought is, okay, it's time for me to go look for a good job. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even, when I had gotten the the position when I was working downtown, it was actually really funny because we had, we had had a meeting where they said they were going to be cutting some schools out. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't even started looking for a new job yet. Got the phone call, did the interview, did the testing, got the job. Two weeks, a week later, I get a text message from one of the people I was working at going, dang, how did you know to jump onto the life raft? (laughs) Because I saw that the ship was about to hit an iceberg. I know, and my my exact words were because this fat rat saw the iceberg and said, "Oh heck no!" and jumped <laughs> onto that onto that lifeboat and clung on for dear life and bit every person who tried to yank me off that lifeboat. Yeah, after a while, you can kind of see the writing on the wall from a mile away. Yeah, and actually, that one wasn't even, it was just like, Lady Luck just happened to drop this job right into my lap. Oh, I mean, that's always good, too. And it was perfect timing because it was the very next year in which the Affordable Care Act was enacted. Mm-hmm. And I would have ended up screwed because I did not get insurance from where I was working because I was not a full-time instructor. Ah. And even when they put me up for a full-time instructor, 
despite the fact that I had worked at the other campus for over a year. No, I I'd worked I actually I'd worked for the school period for over a year. Mm. Between two campuses. Mhm. Instead of giving me the job, they gave it to some somebody somebody from the outside. Oh. Hate it when that happens. Yeah, and it was actually pretty bad when my students were going, Miss Showers? Yes. <laughs> That's just so wrong. Yeah. You deserve you deserve that you deserve that position. We ah. want more from you than we do from that teacher. And the funniest thing is the person they hired for the full time position that was the instructor that the students kept coming to me with questions in regards to her class. So instead of, you know, looking into why are they looking to another teacher for help, I got you out and basically had to stand in front of my students and tell them, unfortunately, I know you guys want to come to me for help with other, with your other courses, but my boss told me I can't. Yeah. I would be fired. Oh. And I told them, you guys know in a heartbeat and it's like one of the students went, you would help us with any question, and you have. Mm-hmm. So. But, yeah. But, yeah, I'm starting to see the end to working for the company that I am with right now because of the whole no holidays, no vacation time. I mean, I don't get to spend the time I want to with my family. Mm-hmm. And I do want to spend time with them. But then I think about the, on the other hand, I'll only have the one paycheck or the two paychecks a month to pay all the bills plus pay on the book. Right. But I heard you, I remember you messaged me some somewhat exciting news about the book. There is some exciting news, and actually that I am actually going to be 
holding tight to my chest for a few weeks. Okay. Well, I won't say anything then. There will be a surprise. Um, I will probably do a Facebook live stream. And I will make sure it is on a day when you have the night off. Okay. So that you can go ahead and watch. I've already figured out how I need to set everything up. As far as keeping my phone from overheating. Mm-hmm. And then my phone from needing to be charged. <laughs> got it. I've already got all that all set up in my head already. Oh, okay, good. So now I just got to cross my fingers and hope it works. Because I really wish I could do that using my laptop rather than my cell phone. Yeah, that would probably make things easier. Yeah. While we were chatting, I did have one last snack of the evening. Okay. And that was a Cairo Chen custard pudding snack. Mm. Let's celebrate the Easter season with these delicious Cairo Chen custard pudding chocolate balls that are designed to look like fun Easter eggs. You can even hunt for the Cairo Chen and Easter eggs on the packing and Mm -hmm. you actually can because the packing is so very cute and it's not very hard hard to see the easter eggs (laughs) (laughs) this is one of those very easy easter egg hunts to do So I think I did everything that was chocolatey. Um, are you individually packed? Okay, one last one. Last one. How's that? These are and next week I'll actually do the um DIY which is actually an easy one. I just didn't get around to doing it tonight. Okay. 
the this is good Gudetama Candy. Mm-hmm. Who who is this? Why the one and only lovable lazy egg Gudetama? These tasty yogurt flavored candy is filled with rich orange sauce. All the candies also have various facial expressions on them. Which expression is your favorite? So I have a sad face. Aww. I'm just sad candy egg because he doesn't want to be eaten. Yeah, he said that he's gonna. He had to leave his friends. He's about to meet more friends in my tummy, tummy, wummy. Well, there you go. Then he won't be sad, but then you won't be able to see. Oh. Him. Okay, the the um the print's actually on the bag. Oh, okay. Oh, crud. Hold on. I totally forgot. I just ate something chocolatey. Uh-huh. And what should you do when you eat something chocolatey? Um, eat more chocolate. And then go change candies. Oh. Uh, probably drink something in between. Uh, yes. Because otherwise, it's just gonna taste like chocolate. Yeah, and my my mouth is completely coated in that chocolate custard, which is actually really good. Let me fill up my glass with my ginger ale. I think next week we'll start off with the DIY because the DIY is actually quite easy. Okay. They're chocolate-covered bananas. They're marshmallow bananas. You stick the banana on a toothpick, you put it in the chocolate sauce, and you put it in the sprinkles, and you eat it. Nice. How can I screw that up? <laughs> Boy, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I... I think the flavors on this one are so very subtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever other candy you've whatever else you've eaten, very easily gets masked. Hmm. 
So I think I am actually going to actually try these out first. Again. Mm-hmm. Because I'm getting some flavors, but I'm not getting a lot of the flavors. So, yeah, definitely going to have to do this one again next week Mm -hmm. with a clean palette. And hopefully I'll have better results. Good. Maybe that's why I got a sad face one. Mm-hmm. Was because I forgot to rinse. <laughs> that could be. He was trying to tell me something and I didn't listen to him. Uh, That's possible. Oh, have you started listening to the uh, book, the audio book yet? No, not yet. Okay. Um, find the charger for my little, uh, my, my little earbud thing. Oh, no. Lost it, so. You you lost it already? Yeah. Well, I didn't pay that much for it, so if I have to buy a new one, that's fine. I'm sure it's around... Somewhere. Okay. Well, that just gives me more times once I get off of my um, Kylo Ren fast. Okay. To take and watch it about a thousand times. <laughs> so that I can catch each and every little nuance. Because that is, that is definitely a movie you do need to see more than once. Mm-hmm. Because of everything going on all at one time. Uh-huh. So, at least I think it is because, I mean, 
It was like the first time. It was like, whoa, wait a minute. Where are we at now? Whoa, 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 whoa. Were we just on supremacy? What? Where are we at now? I mean, at one point, I thought my head was spinning. <laughs> now, I really wish I would have been, my uncle would have, like, just sucked it up and went to a later show with me. Because the theater I wanted to go to had these, this one theater where the seats did this thing where it felt it made you feel like you were in the movie. Uh-huh. So, like, next time, if he goes, no, I don't want to go to that one, then it's going to be like, well, fine, then wait. Well, then fine, then wait for it to come out on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's like, well, I'm fine going to a regular viewing of it. It's like, I already went to a regular viewing of it. (laughs) There's my leggings. See, I told you I didn't steal them. And you wouldn't believe me. Oh, well. You know, I never know what you're up to. You're devious in the thing. Who, me? Yes, you. You and Ponybird. We think Ponybird's finally getting to the point where he can plot now. He, He knows how to open the door to his cage. He figured out how to do it. Okay, you know what you do? Put a clip on the cage. Um, been even better. Is either close pins or better yet. You know the um, twist ties that you get for bread? Yeah. Get a bulk pack of them. Take about three or four of them. Fold them up over each other. Mm -hmm. Arc them. And then twist tie the, um, the door shut. Well, we actually have a clip that's working. Oh, trust me, he'll figure out how to get that clip off. Yeah. You have to figure with twist ties, there is no figuring out how to get it off because it's twist tied from the outside. (laughs) 
because our cockatiels used to do that, and once my mother did that, yeah, there was no more escapes. <laughs> so, then I'm guessing next week we will probably be going back to plushies and continuing on with them. Yeah. I will go ahead and check our list probably tomorrow to see what set we are going to be working on next. All right. And we will fluff our way through them. Okay. Get it? Fluff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, I could not help myself. Actually, I could actually check right now to see what the next plushies are. We will be good. We will be... Ah. We will be starting part one of the Auroras. Oh, goodness. That's a long line. There's a lot of Aurora plushies. Yes, there is. There are a ton of them. So until next week, happy Pony Night Night. Good night, everybody. Good night. This is Kim Monod, and you have listened to Pony Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. Is that it? Are we alone? Until next week, happy pony hunting. And also, if you are in the U.S. or any other country that celebrates Easter, I did forget to wish this to my co-host. We do hope that you have a happy and safe Easter. Until next Monday. Good night.